Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Prog Report podcast interview. Flower Kings are back with a brand new album called Waiting for Miracles, which comes out November 8th on Inside Out Music. I'm very pleased to welcome the man behind the Flower Kings, Mr. Royna Stoltz. Hey, how's it going, sir? Good. And you? Doing okay. Been a little while. How have you been, man? I know uh, you're always doing a lot of things. You got a lot of stuff going on right now, keeping yourself busy. Today has been mostly a bit of work for the new Transatlantic album, actually. Uh, we're we're slowly building it, so so it means that we're composing, and then uh, the guys went home to USA, and Pete went home to England, and and now we're sort of uh, I don't know how to explain, but it's bit by bit building ideas, you know, because the composing is one thing; it's more like a skeleton, and then we need to we need all the flesh, you know, we need to put all the extras, uh, the, the bright colors, the, the flavors uh, on this sort of skeleton of a song or an or, or a album or whatever you call it. Well, you weren't at the point yet where you were tracking anything yet, right? Or was it still, or is it just songwriting so far? No, it, it was actually tracking, but for whatever reason, I think that Mike wanted to track his drums in America with with Jerry. Hmm. He, he's used to tracking with Jerry, so it could be quite demanding, I suppose, uh, tracking drums, and uh, because there's lots of punch-ins and stuff like that, and uh, you need to know the, you know, yeah. If, if people work together, it's like after a while, it's like they know just <laughs> exactly what to do at, at sure. a certain. You know, and so I think I mean the studio in Sweden was great, but I think it just felt better for Mike to track the drums in in America. Yeah, I could see that. So the this was the first time you wrote and and did some recording over there in Sweden for for Transatlantic, mm-hmm. right? And did yeah. it when you're there as opposed to maybe in the U.S. or in another studio or another country? Does it influence? the writing or does it influence how things come out or you don't think it matters much? Absolutely. It's just Swedish folk music now. <laughs> just accordion. Breaking news. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's like, I mean, every, every studio will probably sort of, you know, trigger certain things. I mean, the first one we did up in Millbrook in uh, in uh, upstate New York right. in 99. And then we moved to the, the second one. We moved to, oh, let me see. We somewhere in Pennsylvania, Robin Crow studio, a beautiful studio. And, uh, and then the other two albums we have done at Neil's studio. And yeah, I think it's, it's, Every time is a little bit different, but I think for them to come over here to Sweden, and this is more like the studio we use now is more like a, I don't know how to put it, it's more, more like a real studio with a big, big mixer console and really yeah. top top of the line studio. Uh, lots of space and they had like uh, grand pianos and, and super Hammond organs and, and Fender Rhodes and stuff like that. Lots of lots of amps and stuff. So... Uh, yeah, it was it was a different experience, uh, I think, and uh, possibly for for the 
Americans to work with uh, with a Swedish crew, you know. So every, everything, every, everything, every time I think it's different. But once you start working with different people, also there's a different chemistry, and uh, I think it's it may may have an effect on the outcome. I don't know. Are you guys the when you have so many extra let's call them toys you know piano and organ and different things and you see that is it do you get the urge to like oh well let's see what we can use with this or throw this in and does it sort of you know cause you to to maybe experiment mm. a little bit well it may be in my head that's that's what happens you know in my head because i see the the but interestingly enough we we didn't use any of it <laughs> there you go don't ask me why but we we did not so, so it's uh, probably uh, something that will happen more like the the uh, Hammond organs and the pianos will probably happen in in America. I don't know at Neil's place or somewhere yeah. else. So, uh, so I guess this is going to be uh, out sometime next year. I'm imagining is that the goal? Yeah, I would guess so. It's it's a lot of work still to be done, you know, and and to be uh, developed. I would say over a couple of months now. So I, I could see possibly a release. I don't know, maybe September next year, or I, I can't tell really. It's it's yeah. like whenever it's ready, you know, we're ready. And what what prompted the talks uh, to get the group back together again? Is it something you guys just look for a window over over the last few years, and just whenever it happens, it happens? Uh, I don't know, really. It's just like, this was just like an, a mail that came from Neil. So it's, uh, uh, I don't know, actually. <laughs> I, I just respond to whatever, if there comes a question, I I respond. Yes, I can do. I can set aside time, you know, I can, this works for me, etc., etc. So, um, so you probably have to ask them. <laughs> well, good. I think everybody's really excited to have have the band doing something again. I think you know I am. I think it's going to be great. But uh, of course, you have the new Flower Kings album, uh, "Waiting for Miracles," coming out uh, November eighth. Uh, that's the big news. And there's yeah. been two singles out: "Black Flag" and "Miracles for America," and they both sound great. Um, I have the I've heard the album. I think it's it's another great record from you guys. Um, you know, you did the Royna Stoltz, the Flower King, uh, last year, and then you yeah. took that on the road. Getting back to doing that and playing some of those songs, I, I'm assuming that that's what inspired just going ahead and doing a full Flower Kings album. Is that how it went? Yeah, pretty much. It's it's. I mean, I, I I made the album last summer, the the manifesto, and uh, uh, I don't know if that sort of, uh, in some strange way, made the, you know the uh, whatever the promoters starting to ask about this tour that we did in December. So we we suddenly we faced the possibility of of doing a tour. That we hadn't done in many many years, and uh, so I just have to digest that for a while, and then said, "Yeah, why not? Okay, let's go out to play, play the material, and to put together a band." And and while we were looking at that, for uh, some by some mysterious coincidence, actually, we had requests from South America, and we have haven't been to South America with the Flower Kings 
for almost 15 years, you know. And suddenly, I don't know, it's, it was kind of word of mouth or whatever. It Anyway, they contacted us and said, we can put together a tour for you in South America. Uh, so we had suddenly uh, first in November tour in South America and then December tour in Europe. And then other things started coming in about festivals, I mean, this summer, etc., etc. And uh, yeah. So uh, suddenly we were in full swing again and uh, looking at the old material then uh, to play it live. But once we did, uh, it just felt good. It felt right for whatever reason. felt like this is a, a good group of people that can play this. We have fun on the road and uh, we feel happy on stage and the audience seems to enjoy it. So I, I couldn't really see the reason why we couldn't record an, another album. Also, to in a way, to sort of, uh, I mean, the two new guys in the band, uh, the drummer and the keyboard player, they probably wanted to get into the studio as soon as possible and just put, put their mark on, you know, the Flower Kings, and which I fully understand. But I think it's... Uh, you know, we've done many, many albums over the years, and it just was uh, after this break of whatever five years. It just, I think, was a, the right time to to record something again. Well, and, and right from the first chords of of the single "Black Flag," it just sounds mm -hmm. like like you just put the old pair of shoes back on, and it's Flower Kings. I mean, right? It just sounds right there, like nothing changed, and it's a great just kick off to to the new album i think it's fantastic yeah, yeah. i think that's the well the the good thing and i think also the curse because you know whatever any artist say you know it's it's i think it's almost impossible to create something that's completely brand new that doesn't sound like your last album or your whatever last five or six albums it just doesn't happen, you know. And, and and I think if you get something from Bruce Springsteen, you expect it to sound like Bruce Springsteen, you know. Or if you expect something from whatever, yes, or from Frank Sapp or, or the Eagles, you expect it to sound like them and not like something completely different, you know. And people I think always, it, yeah, People always say they want something completely different, but then yeah. with Metallica was the one band that sort of, is the big one that did that right where they they had a big change and and then then people got mad <laughs> so no, I, no know. I said I, did I say the curse I, <laughs> I did say the curse yeah. because whatever whatever you do if you do something that's totally fresh and you know try something and even I'm, I remember when Neil Young did this crazy album with just since you know yeah, I yeah right he did this super crazy album, you know, and people expected the old Neil Young, you know, with acoustic guitar, so his, whatever, his half half an hour long uh, guitar solos on his <laughs> old Gibson Les Paul, but they got something completely different, you know, and it's just, just crazy. And it's, I think for the artist, yeah, maybe that could be a lot of fun, I suppose, but I think for the audience is... You know, whatever. It's like Opeth make make an album and they they exclude the the death growl thing, you know. Right. And suddenly people start complaining, you know. 
Right. <laughs> and, and, and if there's too much de- death growl, then then people want oh, can Michael can sing in his, you know, his natural voice, and it's uh, too much. Too much uh, of anything is always too much of everything. I don't know how to put it. It's just like there's no way you can win because the right. uh, the fans always knows best, you know. And um, if the album is too short, it's, they say it's too short. And if it's too long, they tell that's, you it's too long. That's the way it but, is nowadays, did, you know. And... <laughs> did, you say you wanted, did you say you want more music? You said the last album was too short. Yeah, <laughs> not that long. We, we meant exactly... 56 minutes and 32 seconds not longer <laughs> that that's way too much right <laughs> so it's, it's like i mean it, the, you have to realize it's just no way you can sort of win all the audience there's always gonna someone gonna play, complain no and and i mean if someone complained about my singing they prefer hasse okay i'll give you more hasse and when I, we give them more hasse they can be oh why is, isn't royna singing that's <laughs> you know there's no end to it so i mean as a band you just you just do what you want to do and right. then uh well the music will find its audience and some people will maybe not like it they like your early albums or they some people just like the later albums you know that's the way it is i think there's no way an artist can win the audience you know and uh Whatever. Look at you too. Oh, they they did some great albums, you know, back in the <laughs> in the late seventies. But there's nothing new, you know. And some people just love them. I I'm personally love some of their later stuff, you know. But I I like the the old stuff too. So I think it's just about having an open mind. And I think it was a great thing, you know. When I remember when Beatles came out with a new album, it was always great because they changed a little bit because. Uh, Sgt. Pepper didn't sound like Rubber Soul, and and Abbey Road didn't sound like Revolver, and uh, yeah. I think that's the great thing, you know, about bands developing a, a, a style and keeping some of it and uh, adding something new, finding new arrangement, new instruments, stuff like that. I I don't know. Some I think for me maybe it's like when a band's first starting out, you almost give them a little bit more freedom with the first few albums to, to find and try some new things. And then after a band's been around for a long time, you know, mm-hmm. like, like your, your flower Kings, for example, mm-hmm. and they haven't put out an album in a while. That's, that's when you want them to just do what they do. You know, that's sort of like that. And, and it, because then it's like, Oh, I love this. It sounds like what I know the band is and it's great. Then, then, then yeah. I think it's a little better that way for some reason. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, and I, and I think there may have been times when we have looked a little bit too much on what, what audience say about uh, l- l- we want less of this or we want more of that. And and for this album, I think we just went in and we talked about it before we, we recorded and said, let's just record what we like <laughs> because yeah. that's where everything starts. You know, If we, we like and if we love the music, then... Because it's us going to be on stage playing it, you know, and it's us going to be, you know, responsible for this album, you know, in 10 years time from now. And so it's it's like, I think the starting point has to be that the band like the music. We want to be in the music. We want to be on stage performing this music and, you know, be proud of it and 
if someone say, oh, you can't have another guitar solo or you can't have a this long jam thing, you know, then, you know, they're, they're listening to the wrong album because this is our album and it's supposed to be this way. <laughs> this is the way we want it, you know, and if you don't like it, listen to some other band. That's not a problem. The, the world is full of music, so go elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> no, but listen, if there's a, a fans of the band, I think it's easy to say that if they like the Flower Kings and they like what you do, this is an album that will be easy for them to like. I don't think that's uh, a stretch at all. Uh, I, I want to talk about uh, one of the songs, uh, the latest single, Miracles for America, which mm-hmm. is a total, you know, 10 minute prog fest. It's really, yeah, really yeah. great song. Um, mm-hmm. But the last album you did, the Alchemist album, you had a Lost America song and now you have <laughs> yeah. this one. So is this because you're watching too much news and it's all America and everything or where is this coming from? Well, have a guess. Well, it's of course we have. I mean, we have a television set. I, I, I still have a television set. Too many melotrons, but still a television set. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's impossible to not be sort of drawn into, dragged into the the all the discussions about politics. I mean, on on a domestic level, of course, in Sweden, because we have problems here too. You know, we have problems. And with lying politicians and all that, but we have it elsewhere too, and you have it in your country too. So it's, I think it's uh, it's a very difficult time for all of us. I think you know, and we are all disappointed, and we're you're hoping for oh, <laughs> can you please send a, an honest politician for once? <laughs> that would be that would be lovely. Someone who really care about all the people, you know everyone big and small you know people with money people with less money less fortunate people you know that's uh and i I know it's very personal of course and some people will hate me for saying this but and they say oh mind your own business or or don't throw dirt at at america i'm not i'm not i love america i just happen to not love the guy in in office that's you had a lovely person in office just recently but Sadly, he's gone, and now someone else yeah. is there, and I happen to not like him that much, you know. So it's uh, and it's uh, troublesome for people, you know. You, I mean, just look at what happened right now. I mean, in Syria and and the Kurds and everything. That's it's crazy. It's it's crazy, you know. And it's I think uh, behind everything is unfortunately greed, you know, and the lust for money. Unfortunately, that's what's sort of governing everything in the end. So, and I think in in the future, I even predict that you know, it may not be about countries. It may be it may be about more like uh, companies, you know, because the companies will own the world, you know, and they will dictate the the conditions, you know, because they they sit on the gold, so to speak. So they. Yeah. So, but th- this is something, unfortunately, that I feel the need to <laughs> to put in into the context of prog music, which I know is uh, controversial, and some people just don't like it, and they said, "Shut up and play your guitar," uh, just like they said to Frank Zappa. <laughs> but, and I love to play the guitar, and I love to sometimes to sing, and if I going to sing about something it has to be it has to mean something you know 
I, I can't sing about hobbits and stuff like that, right. even if that's what people think prog, prog music is about, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings and all that, you know. But but for the Flower Kings, from the very first album, there's been um, political stuff, you know, and it's it's not like I'm aiming criticism towards a certain country that's not about even if the title america is in there you know but you look at south america i've been there too and and the the benefit i would say of being a musician is that you get a chance to see the world yeah so believe me i've been in the united states i spend a lot of time in the united states in many many cities I've been touring with the Flower Kings, of course. I've been touring with Transatlantic. I, I did a big, big, two big tours with Steve Hackett. So believe me, I, I know parts of America. I've seen the people. I, there's some lovely people in, in America. And there's lovely, even in politics, some great people. But certain things are not right. And, and we are in a similar condition in Europe now. I mean, in England with Brexit and everything. So we have, we have corrupt uh, politicians in I suppose even in Sweden, but in in the south of Europe, for instance, and uh, so it's uh, you can't really look away. This is the state of the world today, and uh, uh, I mean, forgive me for putting it in no, in I mean... the text of of prog music, and people want to probably just listen to the cool synth sounds and the the riffs and all that. But here we are, you know, and this is the Flower Kings, but. To be honest, I mean, there's a few of these lyrics, and then there's lots of other stuff too. So it's uh, it's uh, it is what it is. Also, in a weird way, the it it sounds America sort of sounds like a good word to sing. It's very musical. I think it's it, it's, it sort of works. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, music used to be very. Uh, you know, you had a lot of protest songs and. Uh, in the 60s and 70s and, and all of that. And that sort of went away uh, for a long time, I feel like, outside of a couple of artists, yeah. you know, Bruce Springsteen maybe. But I, listen, I think it's cool that, to have a message in a song and let people figure it out for themselves, you know? Yeah, I mean, you have the whole, the whole uh, sort of the protest movement, I would say, with people like Bob Dylan and, and Joan Baez and and Bob Seger. Uh, no, so Bob, not the... Uh, not Bob Seger, uh, what's the other guy? Uh, Pete Seeger. Right. Uh, and, and these people, you know. Uh, so in the 60s, there was like the folk music movement. And uh, so the, it's been around, you know, uh, on and off. And you can you can find it in many, many bands' uh, lyrics, you know, even if it's not, as you say, Bruce Springsteen, of course. So when he's singing about born in the, in the USA, it's not like what some people think it is, you know. Yeah. It's not a, not a celebration. It's it's rather something else, you know. <laughs> Once you find out about it, it's it's maybe not, uh, you know, it's it's something different. But I think it's uh, I think we shouldn't really. I think we have the right to be critical. We we have the need to be critical, and we need to be looking for a way to become better people, you know, and that and that goes for everyone and anyone. In in it's not entirely about america it's about south america it's about europe it's about asia there's there's many places and it's it's about the injustice and the 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 wars and the the poverty you know that that sort of at least 80 percent of the population on this planet you know are suffering from from poverty yep so something is obviously wrong 
while other people have so much money they don't know where to 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 put their money really so yeah. um, something is wrong and we see it and we we tell like we see it <laughs> if you know what i mean yeah absolutely uh i wanted to ask you a little bit about because we've we've talked a lot about american music and you've You've referred to, uh, you know, Springsteen and Neil Young and, and Bob Dylan. Yeah. What are are those some of the main, like, music, uh, American music artists that you like? Or, or are you a big Springsteen fan? Like, is that, the, what, what do you listen to when you listen to that? Kind no, of not really. I mean, I like, I look, like Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. I think I, I may have, like, three or four albums from Bruce Springsteen. So I'm not a big fan. i never seen him live. Oh, you I like to see him live. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like him as a person. I mean, the, from what I've seen in interviews and stuff like that, and uh, I, what I've seen, the live shows I've seen on on TV seems like uh, uplifting in a way, you know, and and uh, lots of energy. So yeah, but he's not like one of the artists I would mention, and and not even like the the other I mentioned, like Bob Dylan. I. I tried. I didn't like Bob Dylan, but I tried now to get into and and learn more about Bob Dylan, you know. And I I've come to appreciate more, I think now, yeah. what he does, you know. But the the ones I'd like in that field would be, of course, Joni Mitchell. I think is supreme. Mm-hmm. I think she's she's just uh, above <laughs> everyone and anyone, you know, in, when it comes to music and when it comes to to lyrics in particular. I would say just uh and singing of course so so johnny mitchell is one of the the great american uh, singers and writers i think uh then of course i mean all the the rock music i i, I love Jimi hendrix of course and i loved frank zappa uh as far as rock music in general i wouldn't say i'm not uh i'm not a super big fan of bands like boston or journey and stuff like that it's i don't know it's it's okay but it's not like my type of music right um i like the band vanilla fudge back in the late 60s okay yeah they're they're still around some kind of uh, i don't know psychedelic uh, metal early <laughs> metal and uh but then there's lots of, of course, uh, American uh, jazz and jazz fusion music, of course, uh, Weather Report and uh, Chikoria, Keith Jarrett, these guys are all active, uh, Herbie Hancock, yep. that kind of music. And uh, if you go further back, of course, blues, I love B.B. King. I quite like John Bonamas, actually. I think he's... Um, he gets some slack, but I think he's a he's a great guitar player. He can play many many different styles, and he play with emotion. And uh, so I like that kind of thing. But you know, American music is so much. Then then there's more like the uh, traditional music, of course, if you go back all the way. But uh, for me, it's been a lot about European music. So, and in particular, I would say pop music what came from England with the Beatles and all that followed and right. then later, later bands like King Crimson, Genesis, Yes, Emerson, Lake and Palmer, sure. G- Gentle Giant, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, of course, music from my own country, Sweden, 
Do you have a Do you have a huge uh, like record vinyl collection? Are you one of those vinyl collectors? No, I wouldn't say I collect. I I started, but at the time I started, I was poor. I was just like a teenager, so I couldn't really afford all the albums I wanted. So I I would guess I have maybe like uh, three hundred vinyls, something like that, and then I switched to CDs. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I, ha- I have some rare stuff, you know, when it comes to progressive rock, that kind of thing, you know. But there's also like things like the Pretenders and Bruce Springsteen and stuff like that. But you know, it's uh, I, 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 I'm thinking of getting a vinyl player because I haven't had a vinyl player for probably 15 years. Yeah, I just got so one I, like a year ago. It's the it's the oh. whole. It, 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 now everybody's into the vinyl and you know what they make some really cool ones now the the new ones that come out and it's kind of neat i gotta say not that it's not something i'm gonna listen to all the time you know um uh, but but it's it's nice to, to have and see it it's nice and i think all the artwork makes sense you know in a in a different way and now that we have had all the flower kings and transatlantic and other stuff of course uh have it on vinyl i I just have to get the player so I can at least check out how they sound. Yeah, know? yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, last thing, uh, you're coming back on the cruise again uh, at the end of uh, March 2020 with the Flower Kings. So the, the last one was the Pro- Progressive Nation at Sea Cruise, I think, that you did with, with the band, right? Oh, yes, yes. That was could have been like five or six years ago yeah, or, yeah. Even, or even seven. It'll be, I, I think, six years by the time... The next yeah. one comes around. A lot's happened since then, right? I mean, that was where you met John Anderson. From there, you had the Anderson Stolt, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff went on. So excited to to have you back on that. Um, you're on the upcoming tour. It's going to be a mix, I'm assuming. That some of the new albums, some of the classic hits, that type of thing. Yeah, I mean, as just, as I said, we we started out playing the old songs because it seems like for any artist that's when you buy a concert ticket. I mean, it could be Roger Waters. You go see Roger Waters, you want to hear old Pink Floyd songs. That's that's just natural, you know. Or you could see U2 and you want them to play at least half of the songs should be from whatever, 15 years ago. And then you, maybe you have a few new songs. So I think it's just something that you have to be aware of that the fans would have a hard time sort of swallowing a full album of, of new songs played live even if they like the songs, there's something happening when you hear songs that you loved for many, many years, you know. Yeah. It happens to me, it happens to you probably. Uh, it's something, I don't know, I, I can't really explain what it is, but it's something that really, you know, make people happy when you play something that they love for a very long time. So I think what we need to do is play some of the old songs from whatever, 10, 15 years ago, and then we add probably uh, three or four songs from the new album, which is not when I say three or four songs, that of course means probably like half an hour. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, to mir- miracles is 10 minutes right there. So I know, I know, I yeah, know. Yeah. No, that's all good. Listen, the, the prog fans are open to stuff, you know, we like seeing. I mean, well, when you guys did the, prog- prog- the prog Nation at Sea Cruise, I think yeah. the first thing that when we sailed away was transatlantic and you guys played an album that no one had heard yet (laughs) was kaleidoscope so that was that was really and it was uh and it was amazing so you know we'll take anything 
Um, yeah. Anyway. All right, man. Well, listen, good, good talking to you. Uh, good luck with the album. Good luck with everything else. Thanks. All right. I'll talk to you soon and uh, good luck with yep. everything. Yep. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks, man. Bye. Thanks to Royna for the interview. Don't forget the new album by the Flower Kings, Waiting for Miracles, comes out November 8th. You can find it online everywhere. For upcoming news and interviews, please check thepargreport.com. Follow us on Facebook, at The Park Report on Twitter and Instagram. And you can download the podcast on all our podcast networks. We're going to close with a track off the new album. This is Wicked Old Symphony. Thanks. Build your fence